I haven't been posting as much to the podcast lately, and I wanted to explain why and give some background. Uh, I'm writing my book. Let's see, this book, I've started thinking about writing this book. It's on sustainability leadership, so what this podcast is about. When I wrote my last book, Initiative, I had both books in mind, and I decided to write Initiative first, anticipating that doing the podcast would help develop the book that's about to come out, and that was the case. So I started getting serious about writing about a year ago. You may have noticed in the meantime, over the past six months or so, maybe nine months, a lot of guests with backgrounds in abolition. Eric Metaxas wrote on William Wilberforce. Adam Hochschild wrote about Thomas Clarkson, William Wilberforce, and the group of British abolitionists in the late 1700s, early 1800s. Manisha Sinha who wrote about slavery in the United States. Andres Resendis, who wrote about slavery, the other slavery, slavery of Native Americans in the Americas. Richard Rothstein, who I guess wrote more about post-slavery, laws that were grossly unfair based on race in the United States. The reason for these guests is that abolition became a major issue for me as I started looking at parallels between the movements to abolish slavery and movements to clean up the air, to stop fossil fuels and plastics and mercury and pollution. In the middle of all this, the George Floyd incident happened and and dramatically changed the mainstream talk about race and slavery in this country. So I spent months talking with people and figuring out how to approach. Because everyone said, Josh, you could cure cancer, but if it touches on these things, these things that are front page news, BLM, George Floyd, then people think you're trying to use someone else's issue for your issue. Or they'd say, Josh, you couldn't possibly understand. You couldn't know what slavery is like. And even if you could, people won't think that you could. So it's best for you not to talk about these things. Or they'd say, some things you just don't talk about. Slavery you don't talk about. You don't talk about uh, the Holocaust. Don't connect them with other things. They're simply different. So for months, I had to learn about abolition and slavery and how these things connect with what I'm talking about. And I went with people who devoted their lives to these issues And I learned a ton. I should mention that that became a major issue. But then the more I looked at it, the more it became an important, but not the major issue. But there's a lot we can learn from, especially the late 1700s, early 1800s, the British abolitionists, which wait for the book to come out or it comes out in various talks that I have. If you have more questions, let me know and I'll try to talk more about it. So the next step after I was able to grasp the most challenging part of the book, but not a major part of it. But apart nonetheless, I started writing an outline and I felt pretty good about the outline. So I started writing the book. Then as I started writing the book, I realized the outline didn't quite work. So I had to go back and redo the outline, did the book, redid the outline, worked on the book. And so three times I restarted. It's not that I was getting frustrated, but in the middle of it, I started working with my last publisher, put me in touch as they did with a lot of their writers, uh, put me in touch with a a woman who runs a writing workshop. And I went to a couple of her online events and found them helpful. Here is not where I'm going to sing the praises of this writing workshop, but it kicked my writing into overdrive. After a bit of introduction and really working on what this book was about, I was writing a few thousand words a day for about a month, reached 45,000 words, plus a proposal itself, about 50 pages, two very positive reviews from the few people who read these. So this is why I haven't been posting so much because I, once I started getting into it, I've been focused really on that. And when people say, how are things going? I say, the writing is going really well. 
this workshop really helped a lot. I mean, I've written two books, one a bestseller in its category on Amazon, wrote for Inc., wrote for Psychology, and still write for Psychology Today and Thrive Global. Nonetheless, this writing workshop really helped a lot. So I'll have to talk about that some other time, but I don't think that's, um, it's not as close related to sustainability. But if anyone's out there is looking to write and they want a recommendation, ask me. Anyway, after all that writing, I still felt out on a limb. No one has read the full manuscript, so I feel like I'm out on a limb. I'm far from the branch. I'm on shaky ground. Until someone reads the whole thing and no one else has read the whole thing, I still feel like not so solid. But I've sent out the proposal to my friends who are authors or in publishing, and the feedback has been very high praise. People saying, I've never read anything like this. This is exactly what we need. It's going to make a difference. you got to get it out there including one New York Times bestselling author whose book you probably know. And he said, this is one of the best proposals I've ever read. So I'm very confident that I'll get a publishing deal. I understand that from the day that you sign until books are in the hands of readers is about a year. If you go traditional publishing, which is what I believe is the best route for me, that's a long time, especially since I feel pretty confident about the book now. I may go hybrid. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go self-publishing, which those things might make things faster. But also after about six months is when I would switch from writing and editing into full-on marketing. So I'd start getting the message out, not a year from now, but six months from now, assuming I get to sign right away. So what is the book about? It's mainly my views on sustainability and also what to do about it. The book is for people who consider themselves regular people. They care about the environment. They know that there's some big issue there. They want to do something, but they feel... What I do doesn't matter. Only governments and corporations can make a difference. The experts confuse them and give them all these facts and figures, but it still seems abstract and they're not really sure what to do. They want to act, but they're not sure what to do and they're not sure if what they do will make a difference. They believe that if they just learn the right thing or someone gave them just the right tip, then they would know what to do and it keeps not happening. But what they don't realize is that it's their own internal resistance that's creating the problem. And so they're not addressing it the right way, and they don't know how, and the experts are feeding this. My core message is that the experts are confusing you because the experts themselves have not acted, and so they're focusing on facts and figures and science, which is important, but that's not what motivates people. And what they can't get across, but what I'm getting across, is that systemic change begins with personal transformation. It always has and it always will. And if you do the exercises in this book and you read it, then you will find that the transformation You will love it, and you will find that everyone around you, as you change, you will find that they were waiting for someone to change so that they could follow, because people don't want to look at possibly the greatest issue that's ever faced us as a species and feel like, oh, what I do doesn't matter. No one ever wants to feel what they do doesn't matter, and this will give people a way to act and a way to look at things to see that what they do will matter, that systemic change begins with personal transformation, always has, always will. So the exercises are pretty simple. It's basically walking you through how to lead people to become stewards of the environment. And then also how to, once they become stewards themselves, how to lead others to become stewards and how to teach others to teach others how to become stewards. And this, I believe, is a movement. And it's a movement based on finding joy, connection, community, fun, freedom, meaning, purpose, not what people expect, which is deprivation, sacrifice, burden, a chore. I think that's how... All these experts who themselves have not acted, and so they have not found the joy that I have, can't share this. I believe that looking back, people who have acted, Martin Luther King spoke to people, and they went to jail 
for other people's freedom. And I believe, I've not met one of them today, but I believe if I asked them, they would say that was one of the best experiences of their lives. Going to prison. And we don't have to go to prison. It's more like eating fruits and vegetables instead of doof, instead of packaged stuff. It's such a great opportunity. We can't change the past, but what we do today can be one of the most glorious human efforts ever. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I hope that I covered in this talk just now the top line of what I've been doing over the past several months, what's to come. It may take a bit of time. Anyone who's interested in helping promote the mission that this book is a part of, contact me. I'd love help reviewing what I've written and editing and getting views from other people and seeing how we can take what I've written and what I'm doing here on the podcast and what I'm doing with my consulting and so forth to help get that to a bigger, broader, more appealing movement. If you're curious, let me know what more I can share. Email me or post about this and ask questions that I haven't answered because I'm so deep into it. It's hard for me to think of what people know or don't know. Some side effects. My shoulders are killing me. My forearms, like I don't know if it's carpal tunnel, but I've just been typing so much. It's a physically demanding thing. My, my butt hurts, my lower back, eye fatigue, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm more satisfied with the results so far than I ever would have expected. It helped me clarify a lot of my thoughts and how to present them. In this podcast, you hear an episode here, an episode there. I don't think I've drawn it all together into one coherent message. I believe this book will do that. I hope and expect that this book will be of historical value in helping shift American, maybe global culture. It builds on everything you've heard here and more, puts it all together in, I believe, a way that will be intriguing and inviting and engaging to the reader, both to read, to share, and to act on. If you want to know more, again, email me and ask. If you want to be a part of it, email me and ask. And let me know what more I can update you on.